the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And good morning. I'm Gary Randall. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's Tuesday, June the 1st, 2021, in the year of our Lord. Today on June 1, 2009, General Motors filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy, became the largest U.S. industrial company to enter bankruptcy protection ever in the history of, the, of our country. Today in 1792, Kentucky became the 15th state. Today in 1796, Tennessee became the 16th state. Today in 1812, President James Madison, in a message to Congress, he recounted what he called Britain's series of acts hostile to the United States as an independent and neutral nation. That sounds like 1776, doesn't it? No, it was 1812. Congress ended up declaring war. In 1813, the mortally wounded commander of the USS Chesapeake, Captain James Lawrence, he gave the order, don't give up the ship. That was during the War of 1812. That had been called for just a year before. Don't give up the ship is something that we hear often today, but that's where it originated. He was in a losing battle with the British during the War of 1812. Today, 1916, Louis Brandeis, he took his seat as an associate justice on the U.S. Supreme Court. He was the first Jewish American to serve on the nation's highest bench. Today, in 1980, Cable News Network, CNN, made its debut. Oh, how it has morphed and evolved, as they say, since it first came on. They actually were broadcasting news back in those days. I remember it well. Boy, it's just, I mean, it's just gibberish now on CNN. I mean, even even their allies on the far left cringe in some of the things that you can hear on CNN today. But they hang on financially. I don't know how they hang on, but they do. Their listenership has, viewership has gone in the tank since Trump was no longer president because everything they did was a criticism of Trump. And so the people that hated Trump tuned in to to listen to their criticisms of Trump. Now that Trump is not gone, but he's not president, um, I think they're down 300%. The last uh, report I saw, their viewership. So, but they're still hanging on. Anyway, they had their birth today, 1980. Today, in 2003, leaders of the world's seven wealthiest nations and Russia, they pledged billions of dollars to fight AIDS and hunger on the opening day of their summit in Evian, France. Today, in 2015, Vanity Fair released its cover photo featuring the former Bruce Jenner. Remember Bruce Jenner, the great Olympic athlete? Well, he decided he'd been born in the wrong body, and he transitioned. And Vanity Fair, of course, could not let an opportunity like that go. So today in 2015, they had Bruce Jenner on the front of their magazine. 
with the headline, Call Me Caitlin. He had completed his so-called gender transition. It's not a gender transition. It's surgery, misled, misguided, unfortunate, sad, for sure. And it's a statement of rebellion against God himself, the creator of male and female. Today in 2017, President Donald Trump declared that he would pull the U.S. from the Paris Climate Agreement. He said it's a bad deal for the United States and everybody else that's been sucked into it. He was right. It is. It's nothing more at the bottom line than a massive, massive redistribution of wealth among nations on the earth. President Joe Biden said, if you elect me president, I'll... uh, (laughs) I'll order, I'll return the United States to the accord on the first day in office. And he did. He returned us to the accord on his first day in office. That's a few things that happened on this date, June 1. Today is the beginning of a month that used to be dedicated to romance between a man and a woman, marriage, spring flowers, happiness. All of that has been pretty much pushed aside by the media, and they dominate the airwaves and the print. Most of that has been pushed aside for other things. June has become a month, not just a day in June as it once was, but a month that's dedicated to celebrating what God has condemned, homosexuality. God says, no, that's not my plan for the human race. I did not make a mistake. I did not create people to have a same-sex orientation. Yes, there are some people who have mental illnesses, and for years we recognized it as that. Even the uh, psychology today did, but no more. Now it's become the driving force. It's become the banner of America around the world. Should it matter that U.S. embassies and consult and consulates worldwide are now displaying Not only the LGBTQ plus banner all over the world, but now you know what they're adding to it beginning today, this month? Black Lives Matter, an organization founded by people who are self-avowed trained Marxists, people who have been reworking, sort of restructuring their website. I've looked at it regularly every few weeks, I guess, over the last couple of years because of this program, so I could be up to date on what they're saying and doing. I've been struck by the fact that they have so, um, in the beginning, they were telling the truth about who they really are and what they really believe and what they're really up to. Now they have condensed it down. If you had not seen what they were saying, the content on their website, say a year ago even, uh, perhaps, you know, you wouldn't see the stark contrast, but I do. Now they've cooked down to about four paragraphs, what used to be about four pages. And they used to go on and on and on about, of course, Black Lives Matter from their point of view. Their point of view, in fact, is rejected by many articulate black people who say, uh, just a moment, that doesn't represent me. But Anyway, and I matter. But anyway, they also, the main 
thing on there other than promoting racism and how bad America is. The main thing that they were promoting on their website was the homosexual agenda, the LGBTQ plus agenda. I mean, it was glaringly obvious if you just looked at their website. Well, they're still doing that. But now, I mean, it's a paragraph. Now, there may be more there. I didn't spend like hours on it, but I was looking at it earlier this morning. <clears throat> and they say, we affirm we affirm the lives of black, queer, and trans folk, disabled folks, undocumented folks, folks with records, women, and all black lives along the gender spectrum. Our network centers those who have been marginalized within black liberation movement. That's their leading statement on the front part. I mean, as you dig deeper, I'm sure there's much more about this because they're pressured to do so and they want to do so. What they want to become and they have is kind of a catch basin, <clears throat> excuse me, a catch basin for anyone who feels disenfranchised. That's what they're really trying to do. I mean, it, it, when you read this, where they've ended up with is black, queer and trans folks disabled. So if, if, if you if you have a handicap because you fought in World War Two or whatever, oh, yeah, they're on your side, too. Queer, trans folk, disabled, undocumented, folks with records, women, all black lives. I mean, everybody that could feel disenfranchised is included in their scheme because it's not really about black lives. Black lives may matter to some of those people involved, but the leadership really are about Marxism because the two women that founded Black Lives Matter have said openly that they're trained Marxists. So keep that in mind anytime you hear that organization speak, whether it's on their website or publicly, they're about Marxism. They're not really about black lives. Not that they don't want to push the agenda, but they also want to push the agenda of disabled folks, undocumented folks, folks with records, women records, I guess, criminal records. I don't know. Maybe they're singers. They made a record. I, no, I'm kidding. But the black lives all, they, they want it to be much more inclusive because they say we are expansive. We are a collective, collective of liberators who believe in an inclusive and spacious movement. We also believe that in order to win and bring as many people with us along the way, we must move beyond the narrow nationalism that is all too prevalent in black communities. We must ensure we are building a movement that brings all of us to the front. Well, America brings all of us to the front. That's the big elephant in the room. Why are they trying to reinvent a nation that has been more um, blessed, more free, more prosperous than any nation in the history of the world? No, no, no. We can't have that. But in the name of Black Lives Matter, they're pushing a basically a Marxist agenda, cultural Marxist in this case, agenda and they're using everyone from the handicapped, the old, the disenfranchised, the those who have criminal records. I mean, you name it. If you feel like you're not getting your fair share, you join us. That's how they raised $90 million last year. You've heard about it because one of the founders of it was out buying a bunch of houses this year. I mean, all over the place, Los Angeles and in the east, there were three or four of them. It was in the headlines. I mean, the news couldn't avoid it. They wanted to, many of them. They didn't want to report that, but they did. They had to. 
So this is what this embodies. And just between you and me, I'm not the only one, and you're not the only one that knows this. People all over the world, they know what they stand for, but they don't want to be a racist. They don't want to be labeled as a racist. And we see that here in America as well. People that don't necessarily buy into these this this perverted twist on we are the world kind of a thing. So everybody join us and we'll move everybody to the front. Hey, news alert. America has already moved everybody to the front. And these people are trying to dismantle it and take it, take it apart piece by piece and make America into something that it was never intended to be. Not by our founders and not by our forefathers and not by those of us who are living here now. So that's what's going on. That's what's behind this flag thing. And we have a we have an administration now that is so compliant. I know he's I mean, he is challenged cognitively. There is no question about that. And you can't even imagine, nor can I, what is edited out that we don't see. I'm hearing from people that are close to the D.C. and the Biden administration that the big problem with him now is that he just goes on these rants where he's just using four-letter words and just profanity, and he won't stop. And sometimes cameras are rolling, and they edit it out. I mean, they are covering for this man. But he is very compliant to what he perceives as being the woke or the cool path, the cool lane to be in, in America now. The people that know him, President Biden, say he he wasn't like that in the past. He was a liberal, but he wasn't, he's a different person now. And yet he leads the most powerful nation in the world because people here in America elected him, supposedly. So anyway, that's what's behind this Black Lives Matter waving on all of our embassies all over the world. We wouldn't really know this, except people are starting to see it, the flags, as they're being put up as we speak, and they're starting to take pictures of them and send them to one another. And that Internet can be, you know, a blessing and a curse, and often it's a curse, but they're out there, and there's nothing that anyone can do about it. It's just out there, the pictures. So anyway, the... um, there was a leaked cable message, and uh, it got out, and it has been reported, and it's legitimate, that our State Department both supports flying the BLM flag and has directed U.S. offices around the world to do so. Yesterday afternoon, the Pentagon and, and our State Department came out and said, no, 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 this is was not a directive. It was a suggestion. Yeah, right. I mean, it's like if the Pentagon, if the presidency, the White House, whatever, suggests that you fly this flag, are you going to say, nope, I'm not going to do it? Well, of course you're going to do it. That they're using words, as they always do, to try to twist the truth and the message. But the message and the truth is that they have directed by suggestion that the U.S. offices around the world fly this Black Lives Matter flag, along with, in many cases, not all, but many, far more than just a few cases of flying the pride, a homosexual flag as well. 
a group of elected officials have had enough of it. On Friday, they got together, our elected officials. They said, we're going to try to end this insanity. And they proposed a bill that will prohibit politically motivated flags and banners from being flown on U.S. embassies and consulates worldwide. The leaked cable message shows that the U.S. State Department authorizing the BLM's flag display on all diplomatic and consular posts fell into the hands of human events. That was one of Ronald Reagan's favorite uh, conservative news uh, organizations. They've been struggling financially in recent years, but they're still there. The cable says they got a hold of it and they published it. The cable says the department supports the use of the term Black Lives Matter in messaging content, speeches, and other diplomatic engagements with foreign audiences to advance racial equity and to access and access to justice on May 25th. We encourage posts to focus on the need to eliminate systemic racism and its continued impact. This cable goes on. There's quite a bit there. I'm not going to even attempt to read all of it. You don't want to hear it all, but this is the essence of it. It it continues. It says, this cable constitutes a blanket written authorization for calendar year 2021 to display the BLM flag on the external facing flagpole to any chiefs of mission who determine such a display is appropriate in light of local conditions. So the message to the world, as I said, a moment ago, particularly developing nations of the world, is you better heed the call. But it isn't only the developing nations, others that are developed. Greece. Greece is eager to comply by displaying a BLM flag at both the U.S. consulate in Thessaloniki and at U.S. embassies in Athens. They're there already. As we speak, they're hanging. The U.S. Embassy in Athens draped this great big BLM flag across the front of the building so it completely covers the embassy's official United States seal. I mean, think of the, I mean, what does that say to anyone? And what does it say to us? The U.S. Embassies in Sarajevo, the capital of Bosnia and Herzegovina, in the formerly Balkans, you remember all that breakup here a few years ago, they heeded the call by the U.S. State Department. They unfurled a large BLM flag over the front of its building, again, covering the building's official United States seal. The U.S. Embassy in Madrid, they hung a a large BLM flag from the building's roof so that it could be as prominent as possible. U.S. Secretary of State, Antony Blinken, he shared a video last Wednesday in which he echoed the sentiments expressed in the leaked flag memo. He was saying the same thing. He said, for the United States to be a credible force for human rights around the world, we have to face the realities of racism and hatred here at home. We can't sweep our shortcomings under the rug or pretend they don't exist. We need to face them openly and honestly, even if it's painful. I can't tell you what that does to me when I hear the most powerful people in our government saying that we are that bad and we've got to quit sweeping it under the carpet, even if it's painful. These people need to get over it and they need to get out of government because they're ruining the greatest country in the history of the world. Not perfect, for sure. But this man could not, could not show us another country 
that has fought against itself, brother against brother, family member against family member in some cases, a civil war to end slavery. Nobody has ever done that before. Why are we so bad in the minds of people who claim this country as their own? All this is coming from the U.S. State Department. The same ones that have, that have authorized raising the LGBTQ flag on the same pole as the United States national flag during the month of June, which is considered Pride Month now, not a Pride Day, when they used to just have parades with weird, weird stuff that children should never have seen. Now it's a whole month. And the cheerleader for all of it is a cognitively impaired President Biden. Boy, I'll tell you, on Friday, Republicans were, they were going, thank God for them. A number of them were. I won't read all the names, but there were a number of them. They put this bill together and they introduced it. The bill directs the Secretary of State to restrict the display of certain flags or banners at diplomatic and consular posts around the world. In their press release, they said it's inappropriate for President Biden and Secretary Blinken to authorize and encourage the display of inherently political flags that are in no way affiliated with the U.S. government over American embassies overseas. They also said in their press release that they put out Friday afternoon, the American flag is a beacon of freedom and hope for the oppressed peoples around the world. It should be the primary flag flowing above our embassies, and this is what this legislation seeks to accomplish. The administration's, I'm quoting from their press release, the administration's directive is an insult to those who made the ultimate sacrifice for our flag and our nation, especially as we head into Memorial Day weekend. It's absolutely ridiculous that the legislation is needed to correct this issue. The new chair that replaced, um, well, anyway, the new chair, we won't get into that, but the new chair, this Elise, uh, Stefanik uh, from New York, she said of the House, she, she said of the House committee, she said, I am proud to co sponsor this legislation and uh, said a lot more. But Congressman Issa, he's one of them that did as as well. And he said, the White House may think the American flag is just another banner to be displayed or replaced in foreign capitals when the mood strikes. But this is more than untrue. It's an empathetic misunderstanding of what this nation represents in every corner of the globe. And if it fails to appreciate how our country's symbols have sustained the hopes of the world in the darkest hours, this legislation may be necessary, but even more important is for the Biden administration to take stock of America's exceptionalism. Exactly. In 1776, when America announced its independence as a nation, we were composed of 13 colonies, surrounded by hostile powers. Today, the United States is a country of 50 states covering a vast continent in military forces. We are the most powerful in the world. Yes, China is gaining on us, no question, particularly under this administration. But our world economy produces almost a quarter of the world's wealth. The American people are among the most hardworking, church-going, affluent, generous people in the world. I know we have some bad people here. I understand that. But it's still the best country on the face of the earth. God has blessed us for a number of reasons, but primarily because, and most primarily, because we have honored his eternal principles. 
We have not gone off half-cocked like these people are trying to do on the far left, the radical far left. We have not gone off half-cocked saying that we believe in relativism, which puts aside all of God's laws because God's laws are eternal. And our founders built this nation not on relativism, but a worldview that accepts God's supremacy. Almighty God, the God of the Bible, not the God of Islam or whatever, or Hinduism or all of the weird stuff that these people are bringing into the government now. We were simply a nation built on the truth that even the people that didn't claim to be Christian, there was a Christian consensus in America. And we claimed the eternal promises of God's word as found in the Bible and began to build a nation on this. That's why America is exceptional. Every nation derives meaning and purpose from some kind of a unifying quality, an ethnic character, a common religion, a shared history. But the United States is different. America was founded at a particular time by a particular people on the basis of particular principles about man, liberty, and constitutional government. The American Revolution was not something that they made up. Our founders didn't sit down and say, let's come up with a new progressive idea. No. They reached to the past rather than some new cockeyed formula that miserably would fail, as, as they all do. They drew from old ideas. The United States is a product of Western civilization that was shaped by the Judeo-Christian culture and the political liberties that were inherited, in our case, from Great Britain. We weren't rebelling against God. We were rebelling against a wayward king. And these people are rebelling ultimately against God. And they will pay a price, and we too will pay one for what they're doing now. So the American Revolution, it drew on old ideas. Yet the founding of the United States was revolutionary. Not in the sense of replacing one set of rulers with another or overthrowing institutions of society, but in placing political authority in the hands of the people. G.K. Chesterton once said, he said, America is the only nation in the world that is founded on a creed. That creed is set forth most clearly in the Declaration of Independence by which the American colonies announced their separation from Great Britain. The Declaration is a timeless statement of inherent rights, the proper purposes of government, and the limits on political authority. That's what we're talking about here today, and that's what we're talking about in this matter of the flag. You say, oh, Gary, it's just a flag hanging on a bill. No, it isn't. No, it isn't. It's what shapes America in the world, in the context of the world. I've said it before, and we'll say it again. I've been in these countries so much. I mean, not as a tourist, but as a missionary of evangelism, building churches all over the world. We start built and helped start with local people, 149 churches and several medical centers, a youth challenge, uh, a teen challenge in in uh, Saigon, now Ho Chi Minh City. I've been I've been with these people. I've lived with the Christians in these various places. I know how they think. Man, they're not they're not what this administration thinks they are. They're much smarter and much more astute. And they know what's going on. They can't believe it. This is shocking to them to see the United States taking the positions that we're taking. Thank you for being with me today and thank you for your support. I'm not sure, but I think 
the report I saw in our office or coming from our office is that we didn't quite make budget last month. So if you can help us, please do. See you tomorrow.